Hi, this is Chef Art Smith caught right here from Homecoming and with the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Okay, all you runners out there, I used to be a runner, ran two marathons, and a bunch of, what do you think half ones, what do you call them? Half marathons. Half marathons, whatever. Keep running, keep eating. Thank you. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 113 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. The show, we hope it finds you well and safe, and we thank you for tuning in. And as we record this, happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yes, to all of those, we hope you had an amazing celebration with family, friends, loved ones, whether it be virtual or in person. We hope you had a chance to relax and celebrate this weekend. Put your feet up. Let everybody else take care of you for change. Yeah. Well, on this week's episode, we have a lot coming at people. We do. We are finishing our 60K gauntlet challenge this week. Mm-hmm. We are talking some amazing breakfast for a change. Yeah, we, we've covered some breakfast spots, but not. we don't do it all the time. We don't do it enough. Yeah. I think we need to do more breakfast segments. So that is an amazing local spot coming up, Perkin Brew. And finally, we have our friend, Paul, our friend and our cocktail wizard. Guru, mad scientist. He is going to join us again for yet another pair of Infinity Stone cocktails. Yeah, this rounds out the Infinity Stone cocktails. He's been kind enough to create these original creations just for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And we've had a chance to sample them. Tasty. As he walks us through them. So Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. And then at the end, don't hit the fast forward button. Don't skip to the next podcast. At the end... We have some special announcements for you guys about the show and some stuff that is going to be coming up for us. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. So, let's talk running. Let's talk the last two 10Ks in the Gauntlet Challenge, the 60K Challenge. How did the last two go for you? I did them all at once. Ooh, okay. Because... Jeff Galloway is my e-coach, as we all know, if you're a long-time listener. If you're a first-time listener, Jeff Galloway is America's coach, founder of the Run, Walk, Run method. This weekend, he wanted me to complete a long run mm-hmm. of 12 miles right. on the schedule. So I decided to put the two 10Ks together, and then I thought, well, you know, if you've come this far... So it ended up being a half marathon. Rockstar. Yeah. So, but I broke it up. So, and I was inspired by some of your experiments. I walked the first 5K Mm -hmm. 
And then I did a 5K of 555. Okay. And then I walked intermittently. I, I walked for a couple of miles. And then for the final 5K, I did a 1050. And what were your thoughts on doing these these new intervals? Because these are not normal intervals for you. No. 555 sometimes I'll do just to get kind of cadence going and, and warm up maybe in one or two speed drills during the week. But 1050 I don't do often. So the 555 actually improved over my first 5K walking in this whole half marathon by about eight or nine minutes. Fantastic. And then the 5K where I did the 1050 improved upon that, getting me under an hour for that 5K. Look at you. Yeah. All so right. I know that's kind of, I don't know, I'm jumping around a lot in that half marathon distance, but. But that gave you some, some freedom to play. Yeah. I mean, I think that a virtual race where you don't have the clock running and balloon ladies behind you and roads that need to open and things like that, that gives you a special bonus to be able to play with some run-walk run intervals and kind of find what works for you in your training. So how'd it go for you? Well, it would have gone a lot better if my lazy butt could have gotten up early like I had planned to on either day. But... um, on my you're not lazy (laughs) well i was playing with intervals a lot so for the time stone 10k i came in at an hour 20 minutes 50 seconds Mm. and i broke it into two 5ks the first 5k i ran a 20 second run a 60 second walk Mm. so that was a one to three ratio and that i did the first 5k in 42 minutes 15 seconds not bad. And then I got a little more aggressive and I did a 1020 for the second leg of that run. And that's 10 seconds running, 20 seconds walking. That got it down to 40 minutes, 35 seconds. So wow. total time was one hour, 20 minutes, 50 seconds, or a average of a 13 minute, 20 second per mile. And that dropped or I came in six minutes and 16 seconds under my previous run. But how did it feel? Um, that one, it, it, it felt fine, but it I was definitely tired at the end. Mm. The day that I was on the struggle bus was, as we were recording this episode on Monday night, um, was yesterday when yes. I did my Soulstone 10K, my last run of the series. I got up early. The weather report said it was going to be raining. Mm. Uh, it maybe drizzled a little bit, but every time I looked at the app, it's like, it's going to start raining in 30 minutes. It's going to start raining in 30 minutes. So I kept putting it off and putting it off. Long story short, I didn't do this run till about 6.30 last night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh, I wasted the whole day. So I said, I, I, my motivation shot. Uh, the weather's kind of blah here in Florida yesterday. And I just wasn't really feeling it, but I wanted to get it done. So I said, what can I do to kind of glean some, some, learn something from this, this race series? So I said, well, what if I go back to my first interval that I did and see if there's any improvement? So that's what I did. Hmm. I did a 555 yesterday. That way you could compare apples to apples, so to speak. Apples to apples comparison. And as a result of all of this running I've been doing over the last three weeks, my time improved from one hour, 35 minutes and nine seconds doing a 555 to an hour, 33, 45. So Mm. 
what is that? A minute fifty, a minute twenty four seconds nice. is what I shaved off. Just yeah. just in the improvement that I got from from the training that I've been doing over three weeks, and that's at a super conservative five fifty five. Yeah, so, but it's good you see you saw growth. I, well, and, and doing that and just kind of seeing you know what what kind of gains can you get from doing even small intervals like that. And I think that the challenge, the gauntlet challenge and earning all these stones kind of kept your training, your commitment to training consistent. Like I've got to get out there. I've got to get it done. I've got to, I've got to go. And that's what I like about virtual races. It also doesn't hurt to have a weekly podcast where you have to have your races (laughs) done. So that's a great way to keep yourself on track, folks. Start your own show. Accountability. There you go. (laughs) Podcast as accountability. So um, I am super proud of the work that we put into this. You, uh, looking at your times here, you had a lot of improvement over three weeks. So I think that's something to be really proud of. And the metal is awesome. Yes. I, the heft and the creativity with the stones as magnets that affix to the whole in the infinity gauntlet hand that's on the metal. Awesome. That glove, you know, I, it's so great and I can't wait to do another challenge from metal chasers. Well, and we're going to have that opportunity because we did sign up for their 5K challenge, which is the Tony Stark version of. No, this. we're on the waiting list. Well, we're man. on the waiting. We're list. on the waiting list. But um, <laughs> we're not. It's in high demand. But that's <laughs> true. It is uh, because it's a neat looking metal. I know it's so cool. I hope we get in this time this <sighs> round. They have their. It's good for them because their challenges are in high demand. Yes. You know, so. That they make quality metals, unique designs. It's your race at your pace. And we're doing a challenge, but there are just fun runs there that you can do as a part of the Metal Chasers website. And these bibs they gave us are super high quality. They yeah. feel great. They look great. They're, yeah. they're just really pretty. Great value for the money if you are into mm-hmm. a virtual run. Yeah, because I this this one was twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. and man, I, the heft of the metal, the ribbon, and the design on the ribbon, fantastic, and the the magnets, they are no slouch. I mean, they are hardcore. They're not falling off. No, they're not of the of the whole metal itself. I mean, that thing I wore once we earned it, out and about, you know, because you know we. You know how we do it at Disney? Oh, how yeah. we how we, we wear the I yeah. Well, I just felt like, hey, I earned it. So I wore it anywhere we went the day that we finished. <laughs> so, but that's how cool it is. It really is. What was also really cool was to get an opportunity to talk with Bill and Christina from Metal Chasers. Yes. And they talked about their company, the inspiration behind some of these races, mm-hmm. the charities that they support. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. We get to share that conversation with the listeners of the show. Today, on this episode. Shall we play it? Let's go. Hey, everybody. We are about to start the run portion of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And of course, you know, I'm always joined by Dana. But we happen to be lucky enough to be joined by Christina and Bill Craig, who are the owners, the founders of Metal Chasers. They join us today on Zoom. 
Welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, you two. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. We have to say, well, I mean, I'm doing all the talking right now. I'm just waving my bling in the camera. You're waving. Yes, this is one of the medals. This is one of the medals that captured our attention from Metal Chasers because, you know, we have to, we're, we're big Marvel geeks. Maybe just a little. I mean, yeah. yeah. And we, <laughs> and clearly we have, along with other runners in, in our community, have had to combat the challenge of the COVID-19 and a lot of races being canceled. And so we were so lucky to find this challenge and we just first want to say thank you. Really? Sure. Have yeah. you had a lot of response to this uh, 60K gauntlet challenge? Uh, yeah, we have. It's been, it's picked up because of COVID, but even before that, it was, it was pretty busy. It's and, definitely one of our best events. And Metal Chasers, like where, where and how did you come up with the, the idea for this? I have to let him speak to this because well, it was crazy. <laughs> We, we actually weren't metal chasers in the beginning. We started off as a local running club. We, oh. we were doing, we were doing uh, live 5K events with the option to do virtual. Oh. Um, but the, uh, the group runs got to be a little bit too much, so we decided to focus a little more on the virtual side. Um, we both have careers, so, you know. We're it's just the two of us. It got too, too hectic, and there's a lot of responsibility when you're out running live races. So we decided to just focus on virtual. And then uh, from there, we ended up changing the name from two metal chasers from one for Buffalo to kind of broaden our reach. Oh, so originally it was because you're based out of New York, it would be running groups there. But yep. you've by creating and steering it towards virtual, you have had the chance to make it global. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We have and I imagine you have everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, across the world and what i love on your website is the my race my pace philosophy because anybody can do it and that's something that we say a lot here on the show cuz we we cater to the back of the pack and the middle of the pack the basically the part of the the big race events that kind of gets forgotten about and, you know, we're big believers in that, you know, mm -hmm. running, running your race at your pace and then just enjoying the experience. Uh, can you talk yes. a little bit about your, your, how, how that came to be for you guys? Um, well, neither one of us have been very fast runners. And I use that term loosely because I don't even like saying that. Um, I, everyone has their own pace. I mean, I got my RCA um, run coaching certification back in 2016 and I, I, that's one of the things we grabbed onto was that you have to know how to find the pace that's right for you to help avoid injury. So that's something that I was really big on and that I wanted to make sure metal chasers pushed as well, that you're not out there competing against everyone else. You're competing against yourself. This should be something that you want to do for you, whether you're running, walking, taking walk breaks, riding your bike, you know, mm -hmm. get your miles on your bike. It's for us. It was all about activity. We have two children as well, and we're a very active family and we just want to promote a healthy lifestyle regardless of how fast you run. <laughs> really? And I'm sure that you've heard some amazing stories from some people who have submitted their times and have finished some races on your site. Do you have any that come to mind? Um, boy, the, 
the, uh, one of the events that touches, has always touched us since we started doing it was the Forever in My Heart event, which is a miscarriage and infant loss awareness. Mm. The stories that we get from people are heartbreaking, but um, they always ended with saying how much the race helped them, you know, heal, even if it was just a little bit. So that event's always been really special for us. Um, it has personal meaning for us as well. Um, we suffered a miscarriage, so that was one of the reasons um, we wanted to host that event. And it, the organization of benefits is very near and dear to us. It's a local, very small local organization here in Buffalo in Western New York. Um, and she reached out to us and the people she works with and the things she does are amazing. And the fact that they can get out and talk about it, that was really important to us too, is it helped them talk about it. So it wasn't just a run, it wasn't just a race. It was more emotional. And they did the run or the walk, however they chose to do it, as a way to, to mentally talk about it and handle it. So that always comes to mind for sure. It's a healing event yes. Mm -hmm. yes. and supports a, a great organization. Yes. As does uh, well several of your virtual race events. Yeah, I was very impressed by the, by the breadth of charities that you guys support. And I, I think it's fantastic that you, you're not just picking one or two. I mean, you really do have quite a list of, of charities that you guys are, are helping out with these events. Yeah, we try to, try to do our best to kind of reach as many causes uh, as possible. So there's people have are associated or affiliated with causes all over the place. So we try to get as many as we can. I mean, uh, animal shelters, there's uh, a diabetes virtual race, there's, uh, there's no end to that. And the one that we're running is supporting the Pinky Swear Foundation, which uh, supports families going through childhood cancer, fighting that battle. So, I mean, it's, it, it's such a wide variety. But you also have what you call just for fun races. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, the just for fun races, um, we, we put those together. Uh, we don't necessarily select a charity right away. Um, one of the hardest things about doing a charity event is the paperwork involved with setting it up with the charity. Mm -hmm. It can be quite time consuming, depending on how responsive the charities are. So with the just for fun events, we just put the medals together, we design the bibs, we get them into production, and then we launch them. And then at the end of it, we'll choose any random charity or we'll choose to sponsor a local club or something with, with the proceeds of it. That gives us a little bit of freedom, I guess, in, in what we do with the event. So, I mean, it's, it, it is a charity event, but we're not really promoting it as a charity event because we can't, because we haven't gone through the necessary legal paperwork with charity to use their logo and their name. Until we do that, we really can't announce it as a charity. Event. So okay. some of the just for, just for fun ones, they, they support local clubs? Uh, some of them do, yeah. One of them, um, one of them supports my, uh, my son's swim club, and it's a local uh, not-for-profit foundation. Um, one of them actually, the, the two superhero ones that we have, we have a, a Batman themed and a Wonder Woman themed one. That one supports Capes for Heroes. Um, I think it's around, we've raised about 1500 for that one. That's a relatively newer event. Mm. Um, so it, it depends, it depends. And the nice thing about, about them is we didn't have to fill out paperwork because they actually, in addition to doing like an event, like a charity run, you can also just sponsor, sponsor kids. Through. So that's what we did. We just sent them some money and said, here, use it as you see fit for the kids that you're, you're helping. And the best part is we find out a lot um, about a lot of these organizations through the runners. 
through the people who participate. Um, we became, I would say, friends, Facebook friends. We haven't met them in person yet, um, but with someone who is is really big on the um, Pinky Swear Foundation mm. because he lost his son to cancer. And he was the one who reached out to us and said, hey, this organization is really great. And, you know, we'll reach out to people, too, with causes that we know mean a lot to them and say, is there an organization you're passionate about? And that's how we get a lot of our ideas. And speaking of how you get your ideas, you just as important would be the unique bibs and metal combinations that you come up with. How how do you do that? That's well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like a lightning strike, I guess. Um, well, if we're talking about the, the Infinity Gauntlet, I actually sat on that idea for quite some time. Really? We, yeah, we um, we went to see, I think it was Infinity War when that came out in 18, I think it was. Mm. Um, at the end of it, I had thought I had a thought about the gauntlet during that movie. I'm like, oh, I'd be really cool if we had a run event where the gems would be like a distance and you'd magnetically connect them. Um, so, but I sat on it because I want honestly, I wanted to see how Endgame was going to play out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to work? Is it not going to yeah. work? So, um, awesome. but once, once uh, Endgame came out, um, I, we actually changed the idea instead of doing the Thanos gauntlet, we did the Tony Stark gauntlet first. Ooh. Um, and it was, it exploded. Like you wouldn't believe. Um, Oh, we believe so, it. We're oh. on the waiting list. <laughs> We're on the waiting list for that one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we pulled out of the first round, ordered another round. And then while that other round was going on, we decided to do the, the 10 K one, um, with the Thanos gauntlet. So that was actually the second, um, version of the gauntlet. We've been out of the Tony Stark metal for, it's been a little yeah. while, but it's coming back. Like according to your website, it's yeah, coming back. It is. We got another um, COVID nineteen has kind of slowed down production and shipment, so we're a little behind uh -huh. on some of our races. But um, that one is expected. Small amounts coming in in the middle of May, and then another amount in June. So hopefully, we'll be able to meet the wait list. <laughs> well, we're very excited for that one. Uh, we we yes. may we may own both of those gauntlets. <clears throat> the 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 big toy. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. collector items and yeah it's 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 kind of bad i'm i'm not gonna lie in fact back behind like us there's a, there's a small <laughs> lamp a captain america mask i wore to race once oh yeah uh, when disney was still doing the, the hero themed races and oh. an ant-man uh helmet. i'm a big captain america fan yeah. so. <laughs> oh, like, i'm 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 wearing one of the t-shirts from one of, one of the run disney races that, that was out in california and oh cool it this like i will tell you we we feel like this will help us complete our infinity gauntlet and support a great cause so we are so excited to have found metal chasers because they they had the races for three years out there in california and run disney and so they did an infinity gauntlet and they did a stone on the back oh. and they they had planned to do all six but then right in the middle of it they construction stopped. and other issues with Anaheim city government, but they could have taken, they should have hired you to yeah. design their medal. <laughs> um, this, these medals are, aside from being unique, they're yeah. gorgeous and I could beat somebody with this thing. It's, <laughs> it's hefty, it's yeah. quality. I mean, I, that is something, I, I'm one of those people, I'll, I'll get into a lot of running groups and we discuss the, the, you know, to do virtuals or not, I am one of those people, I am ex externally and extrinsically motivated. Mm -hmm. I love a t-shirt and a medal and a bib. And the fact that your medals are 
awesome. Yeah. The the bibs are not they're they're that tear resistant material. Thank yeah. you for making them that way. We've gotten a couple of virtuals that didn't have those. They were or or worse yet, they send you a PDF and say print it. And they stand up to the six races that you got to complete yeah. for this thing. No. So yeah, we we we've done a couple of other virtuals through other companies. Yeah, we never like the the print yourself kind of thing. We so yeah. we've always decided we got to make sure we're supplying bibs. I mean, we we use two different kinds of paper. We use the paper tiger which is what you guys receive for the gauntlet. And then on occasion, we'll have to use Tyvek if the paper tiger is not available. Tyvek is what you typically get at a race. Right. Yeah. Well, these are, these are fantastic. And yeah. I, and, and the, the, like I said, the, they're unique. Mm -hmm. They're, they're pretty and quality. Yeah. I mean, the run people who sign up are getting really good value for the money. Yeah. So you're Very getting good, good value. You. you have, a motivation and extrinsic and extrinsic motivation, like you said, and you can support charity or you can run your race at your pace just for, for the fun of it. Yeah. And to, as a family even. So the, I mean, all of those things, but then you also have a social support component, social media support component. You have a private Facebook group we do. Yeah. Um, we started that, first we started the page. Um, mm -hmm. And once that got going, that was actually Bill's idea. He said, we should do a group because there's so many out there and we'll, we'll see how it goes. So we started the group, Metal Chasers, My Race, My Pace. Mm -hmm. um, and that just took off. People just, they want to talk about it. They want to share. They want to ask advice. They want to, how was your run today? Well, how would you do this? And it just turned into a place to, to share those experiences. Um, and, and I know I enjoy it. I'm a social person. So I do a lot of yeah. social media. You, a lot of the comments you see come from me. Um, he does comment once in a while, but I, I do a lot of that and I really, I enjoy it. Um, I have fun with it. I try to share motivating, you know, quotes mm -hmm. and, and see comments and, yeah. you know, and asking, and it's just, it's great. I know I thrive on that too. Not just wanting that, you know, motivation, but that, social aspect. I'm a huge extrovert. So that part of it is really a lot of fun for me. For and sure. we also see it on Instagram and on Twitter that when people go to the website, they don't have to submit their finish times necessarily, but some people who have submitted pictures and that we see you celebrating them on social media. And it has given us a chance to connect to people and to meet people that we wouldn't normally have met and form bonds that way. Yeah. Yes. So, it's a lot of, and the same thing, like I said, we've made so many friends. Um, <laughs> just really wonderful running community. I keep saying that though. We didn't start running till 2013. We were adults when we started running. And I was blown away right away by the running community and just how supportive the running community is. Whether you're at a live race or you're sharing on social media, it's great. Isn't it crazy that some of your biggest supporters can be people that you've never met in person? Yep. I've commented that many times. Yeah. Many times. People will post virtual race signs. They will repost and celebrate and just, I mean, it. Can I share a quick story on that? Yes. Please. Yeah. Our, our very first full marathon we ran in October of 2016 in Detroit. Um, it was very special to us. It was, we ran it with my dad's cousin who we lost his wife to breast cancer and they were actually our running mentors um, and got us into running, but we never got to run with her. So he talked us into running a full marathon and that's the one we signed up for to go run with him. Well, I don't know if you know the course at all, but it goes into Canada. 
It goes over oh. the Ambassador Bridge. It goes over the Ambassador Bridge into Canada, and it comes back through the Underwater Mile Bridge. Oh, it's an amazing course. Well, we okay. were. We this had is the a, Detroit Marathon now. Yeah. Okay. Detroit International Full Marathon. We're actually okay. running the half, hopefully this year, if we can <laughs> still run. Um, but we had a friend, a follower, um, who we had met through Instagram, who lived in Canada. She went out on the course and stood on the course on the Canadian side, told us where she was going to be with a big, huge sign to cheer us. I mean, I was like, I'm teary-eyed thinking about it. We actually stopped and took a picture with her on the course. So like, oh my gosh, we had never met her in person. We only knew her through Instagram. And it oh, was that's really, so cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And just the messages, just the messages I get from people while I'm running marathons or well, you know, hey, good luck, you're out there. And it's, it's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. So inspiring. Yeah, I, I've, I've been blown away by it. We, we're like you, we're very late to the party when it comes to running. I think we might have started a little bit before you, but uh, we were still adults and had no idea what the running community was all about no. until we got into it. And it's been so welcoming, mm -hmm. uh, even even though we're not, like, like you said, fast runners. We're, no, we're not, but it, that's okay. Yeah, we have, we have shirts that say, I'm not slow. I'm making, and on the back, it says I'm making the most of my race entry fee. <laughs> yeah. So we wear that and we know, I mean, well, the, the race entry fees are so reasonable for the virtuals that you all have the challenges or just the singular, like the 5k, the Hulk mm -hmm. or the, the COVID themed event that you all just announced. I love yeah, that one. Did you? No, you guys have such a great sense of humor on that. It's Fantastic. So, the fact that there's a toilet paper icon <laughs> is perfect. And everybody is socially distanced. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, we tried to think of all the things that you know, this time has brought us. And so virtual runs, toilet yep. paper, hand sanitizer, mask. Oh. <laughs> all of it. Absolutely. If you, well, if, if you could have added in day drinking and Zoom conferences, to that, oh, yeah. that like what the, symbols would that would have been perfect? I don't even know. So that that one, I think you all just announced today. We just yeah, got we email sent, yeah, we sent out an email about it to our subscribers. Uh, we haven't mm. posted it on social media yet. That's coming tonight. Yeah. And so yeah, that that's coming out. We're releasing it, but the metal won't ship until the end of the month. Until the end, the end of May. Of May. And yeah. then do you have others in the works that you are <laughs> like special any... secrets for the Runcation Nation here? Well, let's see. We got, well, we have the Marvel, not Marvel, the Metal Chasers Assemble series that we're doing. It just opened. I'm very excited. Well, we, just launched, uh, we just launched the first one and that's, uh, that's the Hulk theme metal. So we got more medals coming for that series. Um, Love that. We have a we're doing an everyday heroes series soon uh that'll be like a, a medal for nurses police fire teachers Very um cool. be a whole series of medals that'll be later this year um we're working on a villains theme series of medals not just disney princess <laughs> villains but villains across all right yes platforms and fandoms oh that's gonna that will be super popular i think i'm motivated yes. to run several of these events Absolutely. because you're in law enforcement so we got to do that one you were a teacher i was a teacher so we got to do that one for 12 years and i still am sort of but uh in my day job you know uh but and, and the villains uh, yeah. villains and we, i mean the the heroes assemble yeah. series I think that's we a, must that's a do that we yeah. must yeah, do that so, 
then we so, got we got a bunch of um, our our normal uh, charity events. We've got a uh, run the basis for ALS, which is one that we do every year. That's coming out soon. This is our third, fourth year. Fourth, I think. Fourth year. Fourth year. We do a run for Marty event, which is one of our bigger charity events. It's a Back to the Future theme. This nice. Fourth year for that one. That's for Parkinson's. Um, Forever in My Heart will be back again later in the year. Um, we'll, do, we'll do a veterans charity run. We usually do one of those every year as well. Yeah. So. How can people find out more about your events? They can visit our website, uh, www.metalchasersvrc. It's virtualrunclub.com. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Metal Chasers. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. We will definitely link to uh, the website and all of your social media channels. Is there a, a special requirement to be a part of the Facebook group? No, not at all. Uh, just request uh, to be added and either one of us will add you or one of our moderators will, will look at you and make sure you're a real person and a runner. <laughs> <laughs> The group is pretty laid back. We do have a couple of people who keep an eye on it and just accept people in and make sure that, you know, we haven't had any issues, but just to make sure that everyone's being nice. <laughs> well, the, the, the group is a great group. It's, more, great group. it's more than just, you know, a metal chasers group. People post runs from all over the place. They post their mm -hmm. daily workouts. So it's, it's a pretty open group. It's not a big, um, we don't use it very much for advertising. So no, we, we don't get a lot of that. It is more just for support and motivation and inspiration encouragement yes Fantastic. for sure so we can't thank you enough bill and christina craig from metal chasers thank you so much for coming on the runny drink podcast we look forward to completing this 60k and to get our hands on that tony stark <laughs> and apparently several others and this year i'm just yeah just several others because <laughs> you're giving all of us an opportunity to run our races at our paces and continue our running journeys despite the challenges we're having right now well thank you so much for having us um we can't we couldn't do this without all of you um, without the support of the running community and the people out there wanting to connect, we wouldn't be able to do that. So thank you and thank you everyone out there. I just, I can't wait to be at a race with them. I know. Um, that one that they mentioned to us that runs into Canada. Oh yeah, the Detroit race. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, well, or any race too. Any race, because Christina, when she was, you know, we did our interview via Zoom. Yes. And she was showing me that she was wearing her Star Wars, um, Disney Star Wars shirt from last year. Mm -hmm. So I know they do Disney races. I certainly hope that Disney opens up that we get run Disney races back in that there or in Detroit or somewhere we have an opportunity to actually meet Bill and Christina and really thank them for what they do for the running community. Like I told you, all that running in those last two 10Ks or the half marathon that I ended up doing, I mean, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it made me hungry. You should toot your own horn. That's an <laughs> awesome accomplishment, and it was absolutely a well-earned breakfast. Well, I came in and I was like, we need, I need a good celebratory meal. 
You did. Yeah. Was literally, I I only did two miles that morning because I just I, I wasn't feeling feeling it, and I said I'll just put it off till tomorrow. And I said, fine, let's go get some breakfast. Yes, and I was so happy that you did because it gave us a chance to revisit a place that we fell in love with during the South Cape Takeout Weekend 2020. Yeah, if you're following us on Instagram, you probably saw some amazing photos of breakfast from the spots. And this is a Cape Coral, um, it's in the middle of downtown Cape Coral. It's kind of a, a local's hangout. So if you're yeah. coming to town in Southwest Florida and you want to go where the locals go, mm-hmm. this is one of those places. And get some pretty incredible breakfast food and also feel like you're on vacation. Yes. Because I, f- I feel like this week they have started to open up the restaurants a little bit again to 25% capacity or if they have outdoor seating, the six feet apart rule. Mm-hmm. So I am so happy that we can bring a little love to a little breakfast spot. And I mean, just going into this restaurant and seeing the the little benches that you can sit at, the counter where you can see the coffee being made. Just I mean, and it was it's just a little spot. Yeah, it's it's pretty tiny. It would fit in our house for yeah. sure. And there they capitalized on the fact that this is a kind of a forced slowdown of business mm-hmm. and they're doing some renovation and remodeling. Smart, right now. smart, smart. So, so things were moving around and they were kind of installing some new seating mm-hmm. and it, it was it's gonna look really great when it's done. Yeah, it has kind of a nautical sort of theme to it. That's what it feels like to me. But the the food is just, you know, kind of uh, new American, all American, mm. um, just classic breakfast food. I mean, yeah, no way, no way to to really doll that up, that description up. I mean, um, I tell them it, about what you got. I don't think it needs it. I really don't think it needs it. I I got the well. I mean, we, we got the breakfast sandwich, their egg sandwich, and there's a choice of bread, there's a choice of cheese, and a choice of meat mm-hmm. that you can get, and then you can get fruit on the side, or you can upgrade to tots for, I think, a buck fifty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I got the croissant with cheddar and bacon. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, because, you know, my mouth is watering, as it does in in this segment. They get fresh croissants every day. Let's start there. And they're so buttery, and they're crispy on the outside, and they're flaky, but then they're tender on the inside, and I can just, describing it for you now, I can just feel the pillowy bread inside the croissant. Mm Oh, and it's it's a scrambled egg, but it's I mean it's it's flat. It's I mean it's not going to make a mess. It's almost an omelet. Yeah, it's almost they, like an omelet without any filling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it, actually. Yeah. They 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 scramble the egg. They mm-hmm. they let it kind of spread out in the griddle, and then mm-hmm. they fold it over to so. fit the sandwich. And then they top it with the cheese. And then we got bacon, although they'll do turkey sausage. And 
Was there a third option? I don't remember a third option. I think it was bacon or turkey sausage is all I remember. Yeah, yeah. So I just, the bacon was crisp. It was perfectly done. You know, it wasn't like, you know, flailing bacon. It was just nice, solid, crispy bacon to hold up with the eggs and the cheese. And it was thick cut bacon too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. There's such a huge difference texturally, and I, I think for the satisfaction factor of thick mm. bacon versus thin bacon. I don't want your sad, flimsy, thin bacon. No, this was thick bacon that stood up to the egg, stood up to the croissant. It was just buttery, salty, eggy breakfast goodness. Yeah. And warming I, your soul. And I went a slightly different direction. Oh, tell me. I or tell the, us. Well, <laughs> you saw it. I know. I did the breakfast sandwich, but instead of the croissant, I got a waffle. Mm. Fresh cooked waffle, fresh scrambled egg. Mm. I got the bacon, but then I went instead of cheddar, I went pepper jack. Little, you like that little bite of spice in that cheese. Little bite of spice. Don't you? What I forgot to ask for was some syrup. Yeah. That would have completed it. Just, and I don't mean a lot, just a little, either a drizzle or just something I could dunk into. Mm. But that said, the, the waffle had a pillowy quality, which was great for Mm. sandwiches. It smelled great. Because you could go, you could do a a waffle batter that would be too crispy. Or if you let it go too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it wouldn't work Mm. for a sandwich. This worked for a sandwich, almost like they purpose made it. Yeah. Um, Fantastic and huge. We haven't, we can't really undersell this. I think it might've been a three, it might've been three eggs. I don't know. It was a lot. It was very filling. It was a brunch. Yes. Because you don't need lunch after this. And you can get stuff to go. Of course, now you can Mm -hmm. get to go from everywhere. But even normally, they do to-go orders all Mm -hmm. the time. They have outdoor seating, which Mm -hmm. is right on Cape Coral Parkway, which... You know, let you watch people walking by, mm. you know, they're you know, jogging in the morning, walking their dogs, people driving by, mm-hmm. um, or you can grab it to go. Yeah. You know, so, so there's plenty of options. I just, I like little breakfast spots like that. I do Little too. local breakfast spots. And I'm sure that all of you have your own in your own different towns that you just... It's the place where you like to go to have a cup of coffee and people watch and just enjoy some great local food. And Perkin Brew here in the Cape is that spot. And I'm glad you mentioned the coffee Mm. because they, of course, have regular drip brew coffee. Mm -hmm. They also have a full selection of espresso drinks. Oh, yeah. You know, Perkin Brew, it is in their name. Of course. And, and, you know, they're just making just amazing beverages Mm -hmm. to go along with fresh cooked-to-order breakfast. Yeah. It's, I mean, we just had the coffee itself, and it was uh, warmed your soul good. You're, you are are so funny. After a run, you're like, I need a good meal and a (laughs) warm cup of coffee. Yeah, and I'm, either that or a beer, right? And like a good plate of nachos or something. Oh, but yeah. But you see, know. but no, but this weekend you were all I about was, breakfast I or don't brunch. Know. Brunch, I should say. 
brunch. And I came and I woke up early enough so that I finished early enough so that it was still the brunch hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when it's the brunch hour and you've done all that good, you know, fitness for yourself, you you just got to have the good meal, you know? Absolutely. And Perkin Brew gave us that, so... It's a fantastic spot when you guys get back to traveling and you're thinking of coming down here to Southwest Florida, to the beaches of Sanibel, to Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Perkin Brew needs to be on your list of brunch or breakfast spots Mm -hmm. for you to take in and enjoy and eat where the locals eat. Absolutely. All right. Well, as we transition this week into our drink segment, we are once again joined by our friend and master distiller, Paul Cottrell. Paul, thank you for joining the Runny Drink Podcast, man. That one. This this podcast right here. This one. Look at that. He's I repping the brand. Love it. <laughs> Got the shirt and everything. Awesome. Well, as you know, Paul, for the last, uh, this is now week three, we have been working on this bad boy here. Oh and goodness, both, somebody's got a finished one. I heard happy to report finished <laughs> medals. Right we did here. it. We have all the stones, but we did there are it. still two cocktails, the mm-hmm. time stone mm-hmm. and the soul stone that we have yet to get from you. So Ooh. what do you have prepped and ready for us this week? Uh, so I thought it would be really fun to play with a, a cool concept on a super old school cocktail uh, from the 60s uh, called Resurrection, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, oh. It's two main ingredients will be spiced rum, which we've got here. Uh, I've got an ounce of spiced rum. I also have a half ounce of uh, triple second here. I think orange juice and spiced rum or orange and spiced rum play really well together. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, the, the star of the show being... Uh, melon liqueur, right? This mm. is a very popular uh, French liqueur. Uh, pop quiz: What flavor of melon is melon liqueur? Honeydew. Is that false? Uh, close enough. Uh, oh. it, uh, musk melon, Japanese winter melon. Uh, honeydew or uh, cantaloupe and Japanese winter melon fall under the same uh, category of melons called musk melons, oh. uh, and they're known for uh, their. Uh, ripening techniques, right? They're, they all look the same, but if you look at the bo- at the top where they all grow on the plant, when it turns green, that's when it's ripe. So that's why uh, that's why uh, melon liqueurs are green. Hence the color. Okay. Right, right. So let's build a drink here, right? So, okay. Uh, Absolutely. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna uh, spice drum triple sec. The triple sec here not necessary. I just I like the way that uh, spice drum and orange plays. Uh, we've got an ounce and a half. Uh, and then the star of your show, of course, being your Midori, your green melon liqueur, whatever mm-hmm. brand you want to get here. Uh, and this is going to be a what color do you want it to be situation, just like the blue curacao was, just like the grenadine was. An ounce should get you right where you want to be. If you want to go up to an ounce and a half because you want more of that neon green look, oh. go for it. Right okay. uh, Now, that is a liqueur. People should be aware uh, melon liqueurs are sweeter. So, Sweet, lower in alcohol, correct, yes. Ooh, yeah. So that's why this drink is, people look at this drink and you go, wow, there's three ounces of alcohol in here. The liqueurs in here don't really play like a, like a vodka or a rum would as like a classic high, you know, proof kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing we've got here is I've got a little lime juice in here and lemon juice would be good. Uh, and then coconut water. I like this kind of refreshing note of coconut water. 
coconut plays really well here, especially coconut water because it's light. Okay. Uh, and it, it's this. Uh, this will go back to those gin drinks we were talking about with the drink being lengthened. And that's not to be confused with cream de coconut. Right. Or no. Coconut this is milk. This is when you break the coconut open, the stuff on the inside is coconut water. And the stuff right. in prepackaged in the store is fine. It's, okay. it's, you're not going to get anything crazy about it. Okay. Uh, well, that's it, guys. That's the drink. We're going to let the, the, the melon kind of shine here and, mm -hmm. and kind of play the starring role that we're asking it to play. Uh, and then we've got some complementary flavors in there with the rum and the lime. And then the coconut water is going to help kind of stretch it out, but still let that melon kind of come through. All right, well, here, here we go. Cocktail time coming in. Coming yeah, send yeah. It. Okay. Oh, look at there that. It is. Look at that. Sorry. Dormammu. I, I have come to bargain. Let's bargain. <laughs> I can watch that sequence over and over. I think oh, that is yeah. so clever. Oh, yeah. And speaking of clever, oh. this, if I didn't know what was in it, I actually might initially not even guess um explicitly coconut it's almost got a vanilla kind of thing going on when, when you combine the flavors it it's gonna get a sweetness though yeah yeah this is definitely two ingredients that you wouldn't typically pair together nobody would think about wanting to put spiced rum and melon in a in a, in a cocktail Right. So we need a soul stone. So a soul hit us. stone drink. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the soul stone in the MCU is orange, uh, right? Uh, and yes. because of how important the Red Skull was to the soul stone, uh, we wanted to kind of play towards that Red Skull uh, and kind of give a nod in this orange drink, yeah, yeah, to uh, the the soul stone. So what I've done is I've got a cup here, right? I've got my tall cup again. You look oh, at the no. bottom here. That's great. Look at you. This is a fun little bartender's trick, right? Uh, grenadine is heavier. It is more dense than the liquid that you put in here. So uh, put, take an empty cup, put the grenadine in the empty cup, and then put the ice in. We're going to basically oh. use the ice as our way to layer this. So when we pour this drink in here, the ice is going to prevent the grenadine from mixing with the rest of the drink fancy. without having to do these fancy pants bartending layering techniques with spoons which oh. are, are possible, but this is the, I'm too lazy to break out my layering spoon. So if you get a tall glass, you fill it with ice, you put grenadine in the bottom. The grenadine's always gonna stay at the bottom because the ice is gonna prevent your cocktail from kind of shoving its way down. Gotcha, nice. okay. So okay. Uh, we're gonna make a, a, a play on a zombie. This is a classic tiki drink that utilizes two of my favorite uh, liquor ingredients for cocktails on the planet in both orange juice and passion fruit juice. Passion fruit juice is a very underutilized ingredient for me in cocktails. Uh, but then we're going to take this rum tiki drink, right? Uh, and then we're going to say, eh, we're going to make it with gin instead. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, because I want to kind of play off that sweet versus kind of depth where gin gives you a lot of depth. Rum drinks tend to be very sweet. Sure. So we're going to take a rum drink that's not known as being super sweet uh, in the in the zombie, and we're going to blend it with a uh, with a with a gin drink called a corpse reviver. Fancy name, I love it. Uh, and this is where the gin world and the rum world kind of cross because corpse revivers are gin and OJ and passion fruit juice with some liqueurs, right? So we're going to take kind of the base of the zombie. We're gonna throw the gin in there, as well as there is, I know you can't see it, but uh, there's two dashes of bitters in here as well. Uh, cool. Bitters is gonna help you kind of bring some more balance to this, you know, cause we're always talking about balance and cocktail. Yeah. 
Uh, what, what type gin, of bitters are you using? I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, your gin is going to dictate your bitters. Ooh. Right, because you want to play to the flavor profile of your gin. Gins have so many different flavor profiles out there. The gin that I'm using today has rose water in it. Ooh. So uh, I tend to really like uh, plum and rose together in cocktails. So I'm using plum bitters today. Okay. Uh, you could completely change Fancy. that up depending on what kind of gin you were using. Uh, right. Bitters is one of those things that, uh, and if you don't know, uh, bitters is essentially. Uh, very, very, very high alcohol content infused with some ingredients. With aromatics. Right, with, uh, with your ingredients, your aromatics. And in this case, uh, you, I, I want to bring some, some fruitiness into this drink, and that's why we've picked the, uh, the, the plum bitters. So we've got our glass. We've got uh, grenadine. We've got two dashes of plum bitters. We're going in our shaker now with our gin. Uh, and then in my kind of juice mixture here, we've got our OJ, we've got our passion fruit, and then we've got a little lemon and a little lime. We're going to utilize both of them uh, in this drink. If you had one or the other at home and you didn't want to use them both, go for it. Uh, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cocktail nerd, and I, <laughs> I like the way that lemon and lime play together in this particular drink. That's just me. So, okay. Uh, in we go. Uh, but the, the citrus juice is going to be necessary here to getting that kind of playing with the bitter notes of the gin. Uh, passion fruit juice, especially if you're going to use passion fruit, it's very sweet. So uh, we've got to kind of cut into that sweetness. That's probably the one ingredient that's going to be hardest for people to get a hold of is the what? passion, the passion fruit, fruit juice. juice. Yeah. yeah. Find yourself a Spanish market. Oh, okay. Good, good. Insider uh, tip. There's a couple Thank of companies you. out there like Humez and some other companies that do uh, canned juices. Every now and then you'll find passion fruit juice in, in your mega mart, wherever, you know, wherever your grocery store is, in the cold section with the orange juice, you know, not on the shelf, but in, in the refrigerated section. Uh, this cocktail will be absolutely fine without it. Just make sure you're using two and a half ounces of juice. Okay. Uh, right. okay. The important part there isn't the blend of the juices. It's that you've got two and a half ounces. Gotcha. Oh, juice, yeah. Right. So it's all shaken up. And now if we pour this here really slowly, you should notice the grenadine stay at the bottom and the drink just build right on top of it. Yeah. Why don't you send us one of those over uh -huh. here and uh, let's see what we get. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, ours showed up a little fancy. Oh, hello. And and flying out of the and on the floor. I'm so there. sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. But look at that stack. Beautiful, that gorgeous. So you got that nice clean line in there. You killed it. Now I think gin. that the version you sent us over here had Hendrix gin and Angostura bitters. Yes. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, I like your I like your I like your play there. Uh, uh, Hendrix gin uh, tends to be a little more citrus forward, so you don't need kind of the citrusy notes. Uh, Hendrix uses a lot more uh, uh, what I call uh, Bath and Body Works uh, notes. You know, you get the, the they use a bit more of the lavender and the the, the, and the corianders, the, the more juniper. They're much more juniper heavy gin, uh, yeah. which for a cocktail like this is perfect because you need something that's got that punch to stand up to these really sweet ingredients you've thrown at it, like the orange juice and the passion fruit. Uh, so yeah. if, you, if you were to make this cocktail with vodka, it would fall flat. 
Yeah, I can't. It, I can't even see that would be. And it would kind of fall flat. If you were to make this with rum or whiskey, you'd have the same problem. You would get some of those flavors. It would kind of fall flat. Gin is that kind of a flower shop in a bottle uh, mm-hmm. that has all these really aggressive notes that can hold its own. You know, you can't you can't put a heavyweight and a featherweight in the ring at the same time. It's not going to go well, right? Same. So you got to put the heavyweight. I I, the I think that this showcases the gin. It absolutely in every this, way. This this cocktail is solely developed to highlight the particular flavor of your gin. And honestly, you could do this with the juice too. Uh, these kind of cocktails, I tend to refer to them as dealer's choice drinks. Oh, dealer's choice drinks. Right. So mm-hmm. the the two and a half ounces of juice can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. this rounds out our infinity stones, but I hear that you may have one more special cocktail exclusively for our patrons. Mm -hmm. Give us a little teaser of what's to come for the patrons. So uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to make a, uh, so this is, this is my way of kind of telling the infinity gauntlet story in a glass. Uh, It is a black AMF. And if you don't know uh, what an AMF is, it's part of the Long Island Iced Tea family. AMF stands for Adios Mother. Oh, okay. And it is the Japanese version of the the Long Island. Uh, And uh, basically, we're we're going to make six shots. And then we're going to combine those six shots into drinks and combine more drinks into those drinks. And at the end, we're going to end up with this really kind of uh, liquor-heavy drink that surprisingly drinks very well on its own. Oh, pal. It packs a a, a punch. It's going to pack a punch. I'll bring the actual Infinity Gauntlet in here for that one. If you will. I'm excited for that. That is going to be so much fun. Yes. And I think that our patrons as, as something mm-hmm. specifically for them to yeah. be able to enjoy it, and, and f- really to complete the series of videos that they are getting to see is going to be just fantastic. So I like it because it kind of, it, it kind of tells a story in the way that you build it it's you're going to get to you're going to get introduced to all six stones during the creation of the drink and then when it's all said and done you're going to have uh, a really cool drink in the end awesome well we're excited we're going to record that next week and we will have that up in the patron feed exclusively so you'll check out the um click the link in support the show to become a patron and you can do that either through Patreon or if you are in the Podbean ecosystem oh, yeah. you can become a, a patron right in Podbean as mm-hmm. well and that's going to be um, you're going to see it right there so we can't thank you enough Paul for taking us through all six <laughs> infinity stones that's been amazing and we're looking very forward to the infinity gauntlet uh, cocktail next week we look forward to the infinity gauntlet cocktail thank you paul anytime guys anytime he is amazing paul is amazing i'm a little afraid you know like you're afraid of the power of the infinity gauntlet oh absolutely it's 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 cosmic power i'm a little afraid i'm a little excited to see what he has in terms of telling the story 
of the Infinity Gauntlet through cocktails. Yeah, he is very excited about this, and um, we know Paul Ugh. pretty well, and when we see him get this excited, it gets us excited. Yeah. But I'm right there with you. I'm a little bit nervous because yeah. this thing sounds like it's going to be powerful incredibly powerful yeah i'm excited though to see and just to see how it all goes i only wish i knew half of what he knows about cocktails and half of what you both know about the marvel universe well, I mean, he he and I are we, we've been joking back and forth about even doing like some after like running drink podcast after hours stuff <laughs> about you know just talking nerd stuff. Oh and, gosh, you know, who knows? It, it, it would can be happen. fun. It would be a lot of fun to and, see you guys do that. And he he's fantastic. But this this drink is going to be something else. Oh and yeah, I am super excited. Can't for wait. It. But in, in in announcing that um, that drink, and by the way, the other six drinks that he made, which were all delicious oh my goodness gorgeous to look at and tasty and tasty mm. um so yeah we kind of spoiled one of the announcements but we're going to come back to that one because mm. we have a couple of really big announcements for the show and for yes. the members of the runcation nation out there mm, yes why don't you start us off well yes i mean we next week we it is a training week. We're going to feature a recipe out of the Health Span Solution. We're going to flash back to Expedition Roasters and not feature coffee, but feature some tea from them. So stay tuned for that next week. But this announcement is huge. It's gigantic, I think, because... We have registered, and, and I use that word, we, we, not I, we, we have registered for the Walt Disney World Marathon 2021. So we will begin the journey together. Yes, you heard it here first, together to become marathoners. Dana said he would never do it. Why don't you tell them how I got you to do it? Um, I'm sitting here shaking my head as we we're recording this because I got suckered into it by my lovely co-host here and her new BFF, celebrity chef, Chef Art Smith, mm -hmm. who said, let's run it together. Yeah. Lo and behold, next thing you know... She's swapping text messages with him and planning <laughs> for us to run this half marathon. This, I'm sorry. This oh, don't full, get it right now. Full marathon. Yep, yep. Together. Get so your, your head in the game, man. I have been suckered into the Disney 2021 marathon by Amy and Chef Art Smith of Food Network of Homecoming. You heard uh, him at the Smith's top of the Homecoming. show. You heard him at the top of the show. And that was recorded back this this past summer. His little teaser at the top of the show mm -hmm. was recorded when Homecoming was still open and they were celebrating the anniversary of their restaurant. Yeah. And we did that on purpose to come full circle here at the end to tell you we got an opportunity to chat with Chef Art Smith. And we will share that conversation with you in an upcoming episode yes 
at the end of that conversation, he said, let's run it together. And Dana said, maybe without even thinking. Oh, definitely without thinking. I'll do it too. If Chef Smith's going to run it with us, I'll run it too. I think is exactly yep. what I said. So then I registration day for annual pass holders came out and I texted Art Smith and I said, Hey, you know, were you sure? Are you serious? Here's what, here's what we want to do. All right. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yes, sounds great. I got to go run. He was literally, he was literally, he was in the middle of a run when I texted him, I think. And so I hit the registration button for us and we're in now. I am to understand that this also means that we're going to be checking in with Amy's new BFF, Chef Art Smith, yes. over the next several weeks and months, talking yes. about how training is coming along <laughs> and just, you know, tips on life and maybe some stuff from the kitchen mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah. yeah, Art Smith, friend of the show, and now running buddy. Yay. I can't believe it. So. The the big news is you you're all thinking the big news is they're partnering with with this world famous chef. Oh uh, no, yeah. The big news is Dana Dana got suckered into doing a marathon. He said he'd never do it. I did say I'd never do it. He says he's gonna train for it. Never say never. And we'll become marathoners well, together. But wait, there's more. You mean there's more? There is more. Yeah. Okay. I act like I'm kidding. Like I, I don't know what's coming, but I do. This is kind of a big one for us. And it's something that we've, we've been working on for almost a year. That we, is true. We started working on this back during the last PodFest Expo. Which was not this past March, but the March of... 2019? Yes. Right? That's correct. Yeah. So we have been trying to figure out ways that we could bring even more in-depth content to the members of the Runcation Nation. You know, we want to be respectful of everybody's time. The episodes, we try to keep them to about an hour. Mm-hmm. We've, we've converted over to audio because most people take our podcast on the go right and on their commutes as they drive to work or on their short runs long runs what have you yeah um but we started our roots uh, in podcasting began as video that is so true if you go back in our feed then we and we still have the occasional video episode from time to time we do yeah and there's just so much that we we do when we go to a city or a town and, and we run a race and we we get interviews with restaurant tours with distillers and brewers and charity representatives and race mm-hmm. organizers and so much of that gets on the cutting room floor and it's so cool and some of it is um, really cool and fascinating and, inspiring interesting and we want to share that stuff with you guys so we've been trying to come up with ways that we can do that so what we came up with about a year ago we started looking at putting together a patron program uh, through patreon and also through if you are a podbean user through podbean's own patron program and we started it and we started putting it together and then life got in the way of course and then one day in, f- I think at the end of February, yes. out of the blue, I get an email that says, you have a patron. Ding. And I was like, what? 
And lo and behold, um, a friend of the show and who has become friend of ours, mm-hmm. James Gray. Yes. Sent us a note and said, someone ought to buy the donuts and coffee for you guys. And he decided to jump on our Patreon. And he did it before I even finished it. It was, I mean, I can remember the day that you texted me and showed me, pull this up. Look at this notification. See, we have somebody who loves the show so much. They have become a patron. This person has become a patron before we've even put it out there that we have a patron or a Patreon program. And that was such an amazing day. And it it made me realize that, you know, especially as we started organizing things and getting things done, it really started back in, in February, but you know, now with uh, everything that's been going on, we've had a little more time to work on the show. Um, we wanted to put together some patronage levels for people that would give them great value for their money, create some amazing content, and be a way for them to be a part of the show. Right. So we have three levels of patronage and you Mm -hmm. can do this either through patreon or through the Podbean app if you're a Podbean user just Mm -hmm. like on our on our uh on our podcast page you can click on the button and say become a patron yeah and we'll link to it in the show notes today too yeah so the three levels are fan founder and insider so what do those levels mean well fans contribute two dollars a month to the show and what that says is, here's a couple of bucks to help keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. It's it's less than a cup of coffee each month. True. And for that, we are going to show you the love. We're going to shout you out on an upcoming show and give you our sincere thanks for helping make the show possible. Dare I say, make you run, eat, drink, podcast famous. Yes. Yes. And founders are those that want to contribute $5 a month. And what that says is, I love what you guys are doing. I want to see more. And you know what? We're going to do the same thing. We're going to shout you out on an upcoming episode. We're going to thank you. But we're also going to put your name on the newest section of our website, runeatdrink.net, on our patron wall. Yes, your name in lights to let you know just how much we appreciate that support of all of our founders. But... The really cool stuff, the creme de la creme, the behind the scenes, under the kimono type (laughs) look at the stuff that we're talking about. That's for the insiders. And this is what I call some next level stuff. Yes. Yes. They will get a shout out on the upcoming show, any upcoming show, because Again, we want to thank you for your support, but on top of that and on top of getting onto the patron wall on runeatdrink.net, we will send you a decal. Yes, a Run, Eat, Drink podcast decal that you can proudly display to the world and let them know that you are part of the Runcation Nation. Yeah. And... Plus, there's more. (laughs) There's still more. 
this is where all of the exclusive access and content comes into play. Mm-hmm. Things like the videos of Paul making the Infinity Gauntlet cocktails. That he was talking about here on this episode. On this episode are going to be patron-only, insider-only content. Mm-hmm. We already have some great stuff up there for insiders. We've got some amazing stuff planned that we're going to be doing. Brewery tours and um, cooking specials and live broadcasts. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff coming that's just for the insiders. So how do you do this? Head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Or if you are a Podbean user, go ahead and look at our uh, page, our podcast page. At the Mm -hmm. top of the page, there's a button that says become a patron. The three levels, the fan, the founder, and the insider are the same on either platform. Both support us directly and the insiders and the founders and the fans you guys are going to help keep this show up and running mm. and keep us accomplishing, exploring, and indulging with you for years to come. And we thank you so much. We will link to both of those ways to support the show in the show notes this week. I don't have anything else to announce. That's, that's it. We, we have packed a lot into this episode we can't thank bill and christina enough from metal chasers we can't thank paul enough for his dynamic and awesome cocktails it's going to be really cool next week with the infinity gauntlet and we can't thank you all enough for tuning in hopefully this episode like we said at the top of the show finds you well and safe and we thank you for taking us on your long run on your commute or listening to us while you're doing things around the house stay safe stay well for now i'm your host amy and i'm your co-host dana and we will talk to you really soon thanks for listening to this week's episode of the run eat drink podcast we're having a great third year because of your support don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941 677 2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.